Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Thank you so much for tuning in. You are listening to Own the Microphone, the podcast that brings you world-class professional speakers where they give you their most coveted secrets for how to be confident and poised on the microphone. Today, I am joined by Chandra Gore, who is going to let you know how to show up and deliver a message people love. Moguldom is in Chandra Gore's bloodline since an early age. She has built successful and profitable businesses through her consulting and public relations firm. She is an author, speaker, publicist, festival founder, and producer. Chandra, so great to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I am diving right in. Did you always think, even as a child, that you would be a professional speaker? Yes, I was. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) My great-grandmother and my, uh, my dad always said, you know, you talk a lot. You're very loquacious. And I learned that word at an early age. Like, you're so loquacious. Like, okay, because I would go and I would stand and I would speak and say what I need to say because you had to listen to me. So I always knew that that was something that I really wanted to do because who wouldn't want to have a me- have their message heard by people? <laughs> I, I got talks too much on all of my report cards. Every single. Yes. My- you, you, like, you couldn't what you couldn't understand what the problem was like what, what's the problem <laughs> there was no I don't think it's a bad thing right I didn't think it was a bad thing either but I understood <laughs> that I was probably disturbing other students now what is it though about public speaking that drew you into it because it's not enough to just have this gift of gab if you will or to be the kid that got talks too much on all of their report cards what what drew you in to the industry? Be having a message that would um that does kind of connect with other people. I found that just in conversation, everyone would say, Well, you know what, you need to tell more people. You need to tell more people about that. You need to bring attention to that. And so the best way to do that is to be a public speaker to get on a platform and speak on a topic that would benefit more than just you. So for me, um, public speaking is just more than just going up and talking. It's more about connecting with your audience. And sometimes it may, you may connect with everybody. Sometimes you may connect with one person, but being able to have your message touch someone and teach someone, it, it makes it, it just, it makes you happy. It makes me smile because I know that I made a difference. So public is, it's one of those things I've I've learned a lot from speaking. What you said about it puts you in a position to bring attention to a topic and what you said about you're able to speak on a topic that benefits more than just the speaker, I think is incredibly important. Oftentimes, and you and I were talking about this before we started Mm -hmm. the recording, oftentimes people feel like they don't have a message that's important. They feel like their message isn't worthy of going out to the world. And when you 
decide to be a professional speaker or when you decide to put your message out to the world, it is, I, both of us are almost at a loss of words. It's so funny how we're, we're sitting here and we're, our body language is like, oh my goodness, what is the word for it? You are able to be so impactful when you recognize that you do have something to share and you're able to, you're able to put out this message, like you said, that's going to do more than just benefit the speaker, but it's going to benefit the listeners. Okay. Now, our listeners tune in because they're wanting to know, how can I be like Chandra? How can I get on this microphone and and just light up and take on my speech? But sometimes they have imposter syndrome. Talk to me about what is it and how do you avoid it? Because sometimes that keeps people from getting on the microphone and trying to own it. So what is imposter syndrome? And then how, how, how do I get around it? Imposter syndrome. I had someone say that's not a real thing. It is a real thing because that is extreme self-doubt and not knowing what your power, what your worth is and what you have bring to the table. So to get over that, you have to, do a little bit of soul searching, but also understand that just because you may not feel your message or what you're talking about is, is important, there's somebody who needs to hear it. There's, there's a need for your voice to be heard. So you have to um, think outside of yourself a little bit because that so-called imposter syndrome that you're coping, that you're going through, you got to understand that somebody needs you. So use that as a reason to speak out and then know what you can bring to the table, what you can do. A lot of times we, the fear, that fear that, that grips us like, oh my gosh, you know, no one's going to come. No one's going to listen. No one's going to, that's all, all of that. That fear is what creates the imposter syndrome. You're greater than you think you are because that's what the belief has to be within yourself for you to overcome and, do what's necessary to touch, to make, to be impactful to every, to people around you. And a lot, it, it, it's just, I had, I, I suffered for that for years. I never wanted to talk about what I could do. I never wanted to be seen out in public. I never wanted to speak out publicly until I just got up and I was like, you know what? I, I got so upset because there was a speaker that I was watching that wasn't, didn't give anything did not give what they were supposed to do when they came to speak. So for me, it was like, wait a minute, let me, let me get out of my own way so that I can, I can show people that their voices matter because you, you, you have to get out your own way with that fear. I just, mm, so many of us suffer from it. And it's like, just get out, just step out and do it. Like, you can't let that fear, that fear will have you paralyzed. You just have to stand up and know you, you are, you know what you're talking about. You know what you can do. You know what you bring to the table. Another professional speaker and a friend of mine said this one time, or maybe he wrote it. Your mess may be someone else's message. And I'm sure he did. Can I say that again? May be someone else's message. When you're sitting there with the imposter syndrome and you're thinking nobody's going to come, nobody's going to listen, nobody's going to be interested. For every single time you say that to yourself, 
There are a hundred other voices out there saying, nobody gets me, nobody understands me, nobody is speaking a message that I need. And the message that you have that you're holding on to, thinking nobody wants to hear, thinking that nobody's going to come and be a part of it, that message may be the very one that those hundreds or thousands of voices are sitting out there thinking that nobody is addressing for them. You've got to speak up. Yep. Yes. You have I did not, you know, I launched my first, I wrote poetry, and one night I just got upset with myself, and I hit publish. Mind you, it had been sitting in drafts for a month, right? I just hit publish. Like I was like, what am I doing? Hit the button. Um, I submitted to be a speaker. I hit submit. Like, don't you know, I filled out the thing, and it was on my screen. And I finally hit submit, and they they emailed me the next day. (laughs) And then what? Okay, tell us more. And then I ended up finally speaking on the platform, and it was a platform that I really wanted to. It was the Ultimate Biz Conference, and it was something that was happening for years. I was like, you know what? I'm going to submit to be a speaker. I, I submitted. They accepted. And when I tell you, it was so it felt so good to speak on a platform that I've been itching to speak on, but I was afraid that because I didn't have um, some of the other accomplishments as some of the other previous speakers, I held on to my application. I was like, you know what, just do it. If they don't choose you, then that's fine. You just move on. But they did. And when I tell you, it was so good working with them. I ended up doing other stuff with them. So it turned into something so much more amazing. So I was like, okay, you know what? Stop. You know, I. That, that makes me think of another point, Chandra, in that sometimes people feel like I don't have the accolades and the experience and the education and the accomplishments mm-hmm. that all these other people on the dais, on the agenda have. Or, or maybe you're looking at a conference where you see all of these past presenters or you're looking at the Lunch and Learns or the webinar series that your company provides and they're asking for people to submit proposals and you don't want to speak up because you feel like, well, I've not been in the industry long enough. I don't have enough expertise and so on and so forth. Check this out. And that's part of the imposter syndrome. Even if you know only 10% of what there is to know about your area, you know vastly more than what your audience knows. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, no one can Speak on a topic the way you can speak on it. You bring your own perspective, your own heart, your own passion to it, your own uniqueness. So don't don't think that it has to be exactly how somebody else has done it or that your resume has to look exactly like someone else's resume or at least very similar to it. Bring your personality and your own expertise, your own perspective to the table. Okay. Now, you know how important it is Mm -hmm. for people to walk away from a presentation feeling like it was time well spent and feeling like they got some kind of benefit out of your presentation. And it doesn't matter if you're running a meeting, if you're holding a virtual conference, if you are doing a breakout session, if you're doing a keynote, I don't care what speaking engagement you have. It's important that people walk away feeling like it was time well spent and that they benefited from your message. Hands down, 30-minute meeting, 90-minute breakout, 60-minute keynote, I don't care. 
Chandra, how do you ensure that your message resonates with your audience? Because I want people to get some some takeaways here in terms of how can they make sure now that I've, I've gotten the I've gotten the nerve. I've gotten the confidence to get out there and put myself out there. Now, how do I make sure my message resonates? What do you do? You, I, what I do at the end, I ask, you know, does anyone need clarification on anything that I've talked about? If there's any questions, do you want, would you like, would you like more? Will we elaborate on more of my topics? But at the end, I usually reiterate what we covered. So if there's four tips, four topics that I went over, so I reiterate, you know, during this talk, we talked about this, we talked about this, we talked about this, we talked about this. Then I say, is there any topics that anyone would like me to go back and talk about or explain or go deeper into it? And a lot of times if they don't get, they don't have clarification, they speak up, they'll raise their hand and it's a whole Q&A session. And it's taking that time. And use that as a critique on where to expound upon more, to speak about it more, to clarify. Or sometimes if there's no feedback, sometimes you can draw back on a certain section. So you can even, even if you're speaking for 30 minutes, you can use that Q&A and that feedback, that live feedback to adjust. So the next time you talk about it, everything is received and you understand exactly what's going on. So for me, it's like, that's getting the constructive criticism at the same time. So, cause not all people are going to put that on their feedback form, you know? So get that information at the end of it, reiterate your points. And then when you get that feedback right then and there, you make those mental notes or do like I do. I record everything on my on the audio part of my phone so that I can go back and listen to what I talked about. And it helps me to understand where, you know, where I need to adjust and get it together a little bit. So. That was invaluable. Listen to this, everybody out there in podcast land. What Chandra does at the end of her presentation is multifold. She's checking to make sure everybody understood what she covered. She's giving people an opportunity to get any clarification on any points that were not clear to them. She's also taking the temperature of her presentation, getting some constructive feedback without saying, uh, y'all, how did I do? But getting feedback because now she's preparing for the next time she does mm-hmm. the presentation. If we're spending a lot of time on Q&A on point number three that I made, okay, I need to beef that up in my presentation. Exactly. The next time I make this presentation and then she's also here's the fourth thing that she's doing or this might be five the next thing that she's doing is she's giving the audience an opportunity to interact with her and interact with each other it reminds me of something one of my former colleagues said he and I'm sure again this isn't something that Clay came up with himself but he said tell him what you wait tell him what you're going to tell him tell him then tell him what you told him and that's what you're doing at the end of your presentation you you start out by telling them what you're going to tell them. Then you give the presentation, tell them, and then you're wrapping it up to make sure it resonates, to make sure they get benefit out of it. You're telling them what you told them by doing the recap and then asking which one of these is still a little fuzzy to you. Ooh, everybody, I'm telling you, if you're listening and you're, you've always wondered, how do I conclude my presentation? Usually people just say, uh, are there any questions? No. Okay, thank you. Right. And that then, is so dry. <laughs> Right, and they just kind of, kind of slink off. No, y'all don't remember me. Like, I, you want to be remembered. You don't just want to be, oh, that speaker was okay, and they have to go back and look for your name. You want to be remembered, you know, so that when they see your name on another 
conference or a video or a podcast interview or interview, they recognize your name and they go and seek you out. You want to be memorable. Oh, you are yes. so spot on that. You want to be memorable. And that is one of the best ways toward the end of that presentation mm-hmm. is make, oh, something else you're doing when you do that, uh, Chandra, is you are making the presentation about the audience. It you, has to be. It, it has to be. Not that you haven't been doing it throughout the presentation, but when you get to the end and you do the recap, and you ask if anybody needs clarification, you are further solidifying the fact that you are making this presentation all about the audience. People will remember that. They will remember that. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you've been a professional speaker. How long have you been a professional speaker? How many years? Or it's only been, been like a year and a half. But you've been speaking on stages longer than that, though. Yes, I have. <laughs> right, right. You've been speaking on stages in elementary school, right? <laughs> yes, I have, which is so funny because it's like I have to think back in high school and in college and when I'm working with a client who's a speaker and I, you know, I have to initially do the MC part of it. Like, I'm like, I was doing this already. Like, what was wrong with me? Like, <laughs> We, we don't know. Sometimes we just need somebody to just kind of push us along. Just, yep. just, just, you know, that little nudge. So what are some topics that you speak on? Um, business development foundation, um, public relations becoming, um, media ready. Um, also launching a business that, that you, you've been dreaming about, but you don't know where to start. Also, Funding your business without funding. <laughs> that is a whole different subset. Like, you know, a lot of times people think they need all this capital up front to start a business. You don't need all of that. You know, you, you sometimes you need a couple dollars and some hard work and sweat equity, and that will get you started, especially in a service-based industry because you are the product. So recognizing when you are the product and when you need to go find product. So those are the things that, that's one thing that I love to speak on because a lot of people don't realize you are a service sometimes. You like to organize closets. That's a service. You know, you want to, um, do handyman, handyman, like help people around their houses. Those are great services. You just have to know how to monetize it and how to package it so that people come to you. Also, like you have bakers who, don't know if they want to bake or if they want to teach to bake or things like that. So just recognizing, you know, how to bootstrap your way through a bit, you know, into a business and then marketing it and knowing what you're doing. So, oh, yes. <laughs> this is like turning into a whole new podcast <laughs> about how to launch your business that you didn't even realize you wanted to launch. Right. Wow, that's awesome. And I can tell the passion in, especially the last point about getting funding without having to fund or however you juxtapose it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So really finding topics that you are passionate about Mm -hmm. where it's it's almost just like talking to a friend about that topic. Those are the topics that you want to spend time on as you're trying to hone your, your speaking skills. That's awesome. Chandra, I know the listeners are going to want more of you or find some kind of way to connect with you outside of this show. 
Do you have a giveaway or anything like that? Yes, I do. I have a 15-minute consultation where we can recognize if you need a public, if you need public relations services or you just need a digital analysis or if you just don't know what you want to do, you just want to chat it up, pick my brain a little bit to find out if launching a business is right for you. That's what I'm offering. And also, if you just want to talk, <laughs> get some things you want to get off your chest, you want to laugh a little bit, I'm here for that too. So you got 15 minutes that you can, you know, chat with me and we can see where we go from there. That's, that's, hey, that's what's up. And you know, I'm going to warn listeners out there, uh, we, Chandra is one of those that got talks too much on the report card. So I'm just letting you know, block 15 minutes off on your calendar to talk with her, but make it 30, but, but make it, make it 30, make it 30. <laughs> and so everybody can get in touch with Chandra at ChandraGoreConsulting.com, C-H-A-N-D-R-A-G-O-R-E, Consulting.com. Chandra, I am glad we have a limit on these things because you and I could probably just sit and talk all day long, end up in a corner somewhere. Well, they don't do that anymore in school, right? No, we'll be in the corner whispering. (laughs) Talking, talking to each other, right? (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much, Chandra, for your expertise and for your time today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. I am so honored to to chat with you. You have, like, my face. <laughs> I can't stop smiling because you are amazing. You are um, such a, a – you're, you're simply amazing. Like, I don't understand why – you know, people are put on this earth to do things, and you were – you give a voice to people who need to speak out. And I really do appreciate it. I, I love you for that. And I thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I love you too, Chandra. I love what I do. I love working with other people who love what they do. And it is so clear that you are madly in love with what you do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you a million times. You're most welcome. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for this episode of On the Microphone. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a show. And if you like this show, then tell a friend. Until next time, make sure you always show up, show out, and own that microphone.